0: Hello and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Savio Rodrigues with Triants. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Shravan Kasarla, Chief Data Officer at Thrivent, on a very interesting topic of emerging technologies and its influence on data management and analytics strategies. It's very nice to speak with you, Shravan. Thank you, Savio. First, I'd like our listeners to hear more about the business of Thrivent and your role. Thank you. Now, I think it's important to know that uh,
1: goodness of Thrivent to everybody. So Thrivent is a fortune 500 diversified financial service organization. I think we lead with advice and investments, insurance, banking, and especially generosity programs and solutions. And that's what sets us apart is our a, a complete suite of products, which are also uh, really uh, anchored on the generosity and some com- service to the community. And we've been highly rated again financially, very stable and uh, highly rated uh, organization within the industry or or within the United States. We call it, and uh, we do have, uh, I mean, one sixty-two billion dollars of assets under management, and a very strong balance sheet with a huge surplus. And of course, we've uh, been a Fortune 500 about a nine point four billion dollars in our revenue. Another one which sets apart Thrivent, I want to really call this out is, again, this is where I talked about bringing Thrivent's goodness to more people, is our members have really uh, applied, volunteered 12.8 million hours of community service just in 2022. So that's the that's way that Thrivent, I think the blending the uh, financial services, the the products and offerings and the advice with generosity, and that's what really results in is the community impact.
0: now thank you for sharing that, and that is so impressive, uh, Sravan. And it's so nice to see uh, all of this uh, work that uh, Trivent itself is doing and uh, the support that it's getting. Um, with the adoption of emerging technologies like AI and machine, uh, you know, machine uh, learning among others, uh, can influence a lot of data management and analytics strategies. So in your, role of chief, uh, you know, in your role as the chief data officer, uh, if you can outline um, some key components of your data management and analytics roadmap for the next one to three years, and how do you plan to execute on them? Sure. sure. Let's, let's start with the data
1: management first and what's our roadmap, because I believe any emerging technologies, right? Whether it is generative AI, AI, or digital, I think all of them are rooted End of the day, in data, having a solid data foundation is what really makes any one of them successful. I think we saw when ChatGPD was released that some of the hallucinations and everything that goes back to the the data itself, the the data and its uh, how we prepared it and how we uh, created it. So, I mean, coming back into that, right? As a as the data office, as a lead the data office, as chief data officer, I have responsibility over. The I mean, data strategy to delivery to the governance and also enabling some of the emerging technologies or, or let's call it, classical AI or generative AI, among all the other things, uh, to provide the technology foundation as well, along with the data and the data management. And our goal, like in, there are, we we consider, like there are three major components of our strategy. Number one, expanding the data availability because you can only create data as a platform or data for common consumption is by having a breadth and depth of data, breadth of all the business and functions and products and services that we provide and really a good uh, uh, breadth along with that. Our goal is to enable self-service. We don't want to be in the business of the past data warehousing that tell us your requirements and we want to create the next data mart or now modify this. But rather make that trusted foundational data available for uh, anybody to use in our business, where however they see and what are use cases they are applying to. And with that, I, I know this is a multi-year journey. We, had, we are we are progressing. I think we went through a refresh of our uh, data strategy, and we are uh, progressing on building our uh, what we call it enterprise data foundation. But our goal is to scale insights and. Power data-driven digital experiences for Thrive. That's where that's that's our goal. And I, that's why we root ourselves in having that strong foundation, strong data foundation itself to enable any of these experiences, whether it is to our clients or to our advisors, or providing our business a, a better way of automating what they're doing. So that's that's our in a in a probably a little bit longer, not a nutshell necessarily what our uh, uh, data strategy and roadmap is all about.
0: Thank you so much again for sharing that. It's so important to have a strong uh, foundation uh, aspect. And um, it's uh, it's so good to see uh, all that the works that you're lining up in that uh, context. Um, How would you strike a balance between, you know, self-service analytics and centralized data governance through all of this?
1: Great question.
0: Uh, Let's let's go to the uh, data governance itself and how
1: data governance is generally approached until now versus where we are pivoting or where we are attempting to really make this e- e- a business enablement strategy as opposed to governance. So I think self-service, while self-service is the means of uh, uh, how we want to deliver, we're not seeing that self-service from anywhere you want. The data is still in a data foundation which is governed right from the get-go, meaning we are building data quality. We're building the describability of the data, meaning whether it is definitions which are needed, which are the, whatever the discoverability needed. So we are making data very understandable right from the get-go. If you look at uh, data governance role is, are you using, is this the right data for you? Are you using it for the right purposes? And what are you what is the outcomes that you're applying? are they in compliance with any regulations or the responsibilities or commitments that we have for our clients? So if that's what it is, we are building that uh, any of these capabilities or that kind of a discipline right into as we build the data foundation. We don't want to build a data foundation or a data lake and oh now let's implement governance, but rather we are trying to build it in through that one through a set of uh, uh, playbooks that we have that as we are building, as we are populating the data, as we are preparing the data for multiple purposes, we are applying. Another one I see is that while data governance uh, as a function is still an important one, but it is more going to be in tune with the business enablement or the capability enablement through the data foundation, as opposed to top down of I have a domain, I have set of data stewards. Now I want to start implementing data governance and definition for every single term. You still need that, but the sequence of our sequencing and prioritization is whatever business capabilities we are getting enabled, how we are populating the data foundation, will go and address the governance needed at that point, so it is more of an active govern, active data governance which is uh,
0: rooted in enablement. So that's how we are balancing it uh, uh, right now. Well, thanks for sharing, um, Shravan. Um, and I think implementing all of this, uh, you know, governance across the board needs a lot of collaboration, um, you know, with other departments, which is very, very crucial for the success of data initiatives. Um, would love our listeners to know how do you foster a data-driven culture across the organization and encourage data literacy among employees. I mean that's a big question, and I call that that is the biggest agenda that any data chief, data
1: officer would have, or anybody who's leading data. Again, I think creating a data culture is a not a one-day exercise, or here is an event. It's not an event. I th- I see that as a continuous journey. So how we are going about it is, as I mentioned, I mean creating that common data foundation and and bringing all the stakeholders to start. Understanding that roadmap, understanding what data is going in, how this should be utilized, let's call that to be the data literacy, as well as bringing everybody's needs into a a foundational, let's call it foundational platform or into the foundation itself. I think that's definitely one way of doing it. Is the is really creating that kind of a asset that everybody now now the access to that. Through the self-service that we wanted right we want to give access to the data wherever they want whatever they want to use with it as opposed to creating only one specific uh, data structure that is might be only meeting few needs so two ways that we are trying to uh, create that collaboration is one through how we are approaching our data ecosystem itself then the second is we have established i mean we we adopted product model as a as a uh, company. So we are, I mean, all the data capabilities, enterprise data capabilities are within the product model. The fundamental principle or fundamental, uh, uh, I mean, differentiator of the product model with other type of operating models is client needs at the center of anything that you're building. So that is now bringing our clients and stakeholders together and have a both influence and a voice and and uh, uh, I mean, in the in the data foundation and the capabilities that we are building, not just data foundation. I know I'm probably overusing the word data foundation, but uh, the capabilities that we're building. So that's one other way of collaboration. Then this, there are two other constructs we put together is we established a working group of key stakeholders across which come from reporting, analytics, business operations, and digital experiences. They all are part of what we call it, how do we sequence our roadmap so that we are, while we are building these capabilities for the longer term, we are meeting these needs that are uh, there today. So that's another way that we are creating collaboration. And we go at a higher level, at the executive level of collaboration, also what we call it, data and and analytics leadership council. So that council is a influencing body, decision-making body to ensure that we are able to now as a company, not just for each division, as an enterprise, we're able to prioritize. So I think these are various different ways that we are now bringing together. And uh, one other one which I want to identify is we are establishing what's called data marketplace. So if you, if you see I an app store or a marketplace type of uh, ecosystems that you see on various, uh, various uh, uh, different uh, platforms, we are taking the same approach is that while as an enterprise, we will publish our apps or which are data sets for anybody to consume. Other business areas can also publish their own data or apps for everybody's consumption. So that is a natural way of, so we are enabling collaboration from the data, from a technology and from a process and communication perspective. I mean, that's how we are, uh, going
0: through four different ways of enabling that. No, thank you for sharing. It looks like you're doing all some very, very cool things in bringing such a challenge in environment uh, together, and data marketplace is something really fun as well. We're seeing a lot of it um, catch up with uh, you know various uh, uh, various uh, industries and client uh, locations too. I'd love to chat more on that particular topic at another time. Uh, with the adoption of the emerging technologies, you know, like AI and machine learning, among others, there's so much of influence on data management and analytic strategies. Uh, would love to get your take on what your focus is on on, these, on this side of the emerging technologies. Definitely. Definitely.
1: I think before I jump into how on the data management space, or call it on the analytic space, how emerging technology we are adopting, I want to set that in the backdrop of how as Thrivent, we are building momentum in in really, uh, I mean, our our journey to transform to digital first and a client first organization. So that's at the root of that. And and of course, we have a long way to go. We began, um, in earnest, a couple of years ago and we are expanding our digital presence. But a lot of the digital presence beyond the storefront of the digital is all about Driving with insights and driving being able to personalize experiences for our both our advisors who are uh, really providing that uh, uh, offering our products and services and financial advice to our clients, but also clients for their to self-service. So we are adopting uh, as as I mentioned we are on the path of the, our digital first and the client first organization uh, experiences and coming to adoption of the uh, the let's call it within the data management space what we are calling it machine learning or ai are now the new kid on the block Generative ai right i mean but but you have to understand as an industry insurance industry as an industry has been leveraging statistical modeling for for as long as uh even before the computers existed i would call it right I mean, definitely a lot of the pricing actuaries used it to create the pricing, to see what price can be offered for what type of risk based on what different various factors should be. Underwriting has been utilizing this. And there are a lot of financial instruments, financial analysis used in this modeling techniques for a long period of time. But they've used statistical modeling and different means over a period of time The technology applied to that has changed. So the machine learning and some of the statistical modeling are at the root of what we do uh, for for now. I mean, decades. But what we are doing is now we started adopting uh, AI. Let's call it AI and machine learning, and we have been we've been really. I think some of the uh, areas that where we apply this is establishing good customer segmentation and establishing. Uh, I mean, creating those let's call it personalized experiences in terms of next best actions to our advisors so that they can serve the clients better but also next best advisor next best offers to our clients i mean we are in the process of actually going down that path we are also improving our underwriting using machine learning to wherever the underwriting process is there that which would have gone through previous rules based processes now we are applied, applied machine learning, and we have seen a significant reduction in the manual reviews that are necessary. So accelerator and writing is another place. And of course, that's with the, let's call it, let me call it the traditional or classic AI. Now coming to the generative AI, we have been we, we definitely have been considering that we have, we have definitely kept it open for our company. We did not shut it down. Rather, we, we said, go ahead and use it and explore it. And we established some common sense guidelines. I know information security within our company and the privacy office, and us as technology and data come together to provide that common set of guidance. But also, we are we are in the we are educating. We are providing right education opportunities, experimentation opportunities using both enabling technologies, which are more managed and call it secure. So we are going down that path. But some of the examples that we are, some of the areas of uh, use cases we are going after is search and summarization, like enhanced search and summarization with a lot of content. I know this is probably, Savio, you hear this a lot, that this is the most used and successful, let's call it, use case in the industry and, uh, and personalized experiences. Eventually, we want to go there. And, of course, cybersecurity, defense, and fraud prevention is another great area that there are opportunities. So we started small. So I'm not saying that we are further like some of the companies which established a big virtual assistants, but we are going down that path. We are encouraging uh, experimentation. We are encouraging uh, applying the right tool. So but end of the day, it's not about running after the shiny tool. So we have a process or a discipline to talk about. Do you need a large language model Uh, some foundational model which is complex to solve your use case or a problem that you're solving, or is it something that you're just going after because it's shiny? And, oh, by the way, this needs to be purpose-driven that it needs to either enable our advisor experience or client experience or make something significantly better. So that's how we approach, and that's how we provide opportunity, but also we provide the right type of guidelines and controls needed.
0: Say you have your hands full with all the interesting things that you're doing and uh, all the right use cases, you know, hitting the nail on its head there. And uh, as we're seeing in, uh, you know, across the industry, um, I've been speaking with Sravan Kasarla, Chief Data Officer at Srivant. Please look for part two of this series right here on CDO Magazine, where we'll continue the discussion on emerging technologies, influence on data management and analytic strategies. Thank you so much, Shravan. Thank you. Thank you, Savi. Please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews.